When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show. And we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Uh, yesterday, uh, Stephen A. Smith was on ESPN First Take, and a clip was released from their uh, from their uh, YouTube channel, and it says Stephen A. Smith goes scorched earth on NBA players, and I'm like, scorched earth? That's that's a hell of that's a hell of a that's a hell of a title, right? So I click on the video to see what he was talking about, and when I clicked on it, Stephen A. Smith was reacting to some of the unrest out there from some of these NBA players about the new 65-game rule, right? Um, and some of them were expressing their displeasure with the rule. Now, let me quickly read what the rule is. I want to quickly read from The Athletic. It says, what is the 65-game minimum rule? Players this season must be on the floor for 20 minutes in at least 65 games to be eligible for regular season honors, including MVP, all NBA teams simply put, if a player misses 18 games, he is not eligible for those awards. There are uh, protections against season and injuries, 62 games, near misses in minutes, two games of at least 15 minutes and bad faith circumstances. Relatedly, NBA executive Joe Dumar said in October in October's team general practice of resting players to prevent future injury and extend careers commonly known as low management is no longer supported by scientific data held by the league. Dumar said American professional basketball needed to work to reestablish a culture of players attempting to play in most of the 82 regular, 82 regular season games. Before, it was a given conclusion that the data showed that you had to rest players on uh, players a certain amount, and that justified sending them out, Dumar said. We've gotten more data. And it just doesn't show the resting, sitting out guys correlates with lack of injuries or fatigue or anything like that. So that's what the rule essentially stipulates. So Stephen A. Smith was reacting to Halliburton's like he was complaining about it, you know, talking about it's not my fault. And he's like, whatever makes the owners happy and all of this stuff, basically whining and complaining. Right. And then when it came time for Stephen A. Smith to address the issue. Boy, oh boy, did he address it. So for those of you who did not hear what he had to say, want to play exactly what Stephen A. Smith had to say in response to the 65-game rule. 
And then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Stephen A. Smith had to say here. Okay, well, blame some of your contemporaries because it's their fault. It's not the league's fault. What are you supposed to do? You're the National Basketball Association, and you have watched, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to call out. I'm not calling out every NBA player. I'm not talking about anybody who's had legitimate injuries. I'm talking about the fact that we're living in a day and age where you see people sitting out games to prevent injuries. They're not injured. They're preventing themselves from getting injured by sitting out games. They're perfectly fine to go to an arena and play. They show up to the arena. They're dressed. 18, 19,000 people are in the arena, and you elect. I'm not talking about when the team forces you to. I'm not talking about because those scenarios happen. But you elect to sit out. Oh, you're not feeling 100%. You're not necessarily ready to go, et cetera, et cetera. Let me throw this by you, dog, because I have my research to do some history here. Michael Jordan played in at least 78 games a season. In 12 of his 15 seasons, nine times he played all 82 games. John Stockton, 16 times, all 82 games. Carl Malone, 10 times, all 82 games. Michael Jordan, Gary Payton, nine times, all 82 games. Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, five times. Kobe Bryant, four times. Now let's go to load management in this load management era, and I understand that Kawhi Leonard has had some injuries. Kawhi Leonard has only played in at least 65 games in three of his 12 seasons. In three of his 12 seasons. Oh, by the way, doggy, through this season, he will have earned $276.5 million. I'm diamond folks out right now. We got Paul George. We know those are legitimate injuries with him because we've seen those injuries take place. It wasn't like Kawhi Leonard dropping 38 one game against Phoenix, and then the next day he ain't ready to go for some inexplicable reason when he walked off the court looking perfectly fine. Kevin Durant. We know Kevin Durant loves the game of basketball. Not throwing any shade at him, but just throwing out these numbers here. Played in at least six. 65 games in 10 of his first 12 seasons through the 2018-2019 season. Hasn't played in more than 55 games in a season since 2019. He will have earned $396.7 million through this season, okay? I got Kyrie Irving. Can't forget him, okay? Has only played in at least 65 games in four of his 12 seasons in the National Basketball Association. We're bragging about Anthony Davis. They're 0-3 with Anthony Davis this year out of the lineup. He's only missed three games. Congratulations. Here's the problem. You were averaging 28 missed games over the last four years, okay? And Anthony Davis, he's only topped 60 games in a season once in the last five years. He will have earned $266.6 million through this season, okay? Bradley Bill, another brother I love. Happy he's in Phoenix with a contender. The brother can ball. We want to see his spectacular talent. He's played in at least 65 games in four of his first seven seasons through 2018-2019, including a pair of 82 game seasons, but hasn't played in more than 60 games in a season since 2019, okay? And this number's at $267.9 million. We hear people like Draymond Green and others talking about new media, new media, new media. Well, guess what? You got to steal remnants from old media in terms of telling the facts. And when it comes to talking about the facts, you have an abundance of players, not most, not all, but too many players who are marquee, who are the billboards, who are the star attractions that literally choose at their discretion to sit out games. We saw the other day, last year, remember, I went ballistic because Steve 
Kerr, the coach of the Golden State Warriors, decides to sit out four to five starters, including the Splash Brothers. How do you do that to an audience? You couldn't, you couldn't sparse it out? You couldn't, you couldn't take, give two guys a game off here, two guys a game off there? No regard for the audience whatsoever. We got nationally televised games popping up, and guys are choosing at their own volition. I'm not playing this game. I'm not going to sit out this game. So you know what? They came up with a strategy that's going to compel you to play in those games to ensure that you earn your damn money because the people who built this league for you, that's what they did. Michael Jordan couldn't have set out games. Michael Jordan couldn't have set out. Patrick Ewan couldn't have set out games. All of these people that's played in the NBA, the Kareems, the Wilts, everybody that helped build this game, they couldn't have set out these games, but they did. You know, they didn't do it. Why didn't they do it? Because it wasn't just about them. It was about the league and really propping up the league and making sure you live up to a standard that was set before you. They did it for the future generation of players. And, of, and, and some of these players, not most, not all, but some of them have basically gave the proverbial finger to the league, right. to the media, to the public. And the NBA said, damn that. You getting paid this money, generational money, generational money. Michael Jordan averaged $4 million in salary a year. He made his big time money from Nike. He averaged $4 million. So when you look at guys, you signing for 200, 250. Jalen Brown just signed for 305 million. You know that means Tatum's gonna get 350 million, okay? Lord knows what Giannis is going to get or anybody else. You're talking about generational money, future generations for crying out loud. And all they're asking in return is that you show up to work. You show up to work. So you heard what he had to say. Personally, I 100% concur with Stephen A. Smith. I 100% concur with everything that he said. Every single point he made, I 100% concur with him. And some of this, you know, falls on players like Kawhi and all of these guys. He also mentioned uh, in a latter period in that clip, he mentioned Greg Popovich and all of that. Listen, these guys were totally abusing the system, number one. Teams were also showing that they had they, they, they had absolutely zero regard for the paying customer. And to me, that entire thing was unethical. How you can sell a product that's based on the, the, the assumption that these players are going to be available for games. And then fans walk through the turnstiles. They come to the games expecting to see X player just to see the guy sitting on the bench because he is resting. But meanwhile, you've collected my money. How is that ethical? How is that an ethical business practice? If you walk into a restaurant and you pay for a hamburger and they're like, we have hamburgers, you give them the money, you walk in and like, I'm sorry, we don't have any hamburgers. Uh, we only have French fries. And they're like, please, there's nothing we can tell you. You're going to have a problem. But nevertheless, this is what these guys try to normalize. They try to act like as if, oh, this is something normal when it's not. And there was just this callous approach towards the fans and i didn't understand it given the fact that nba ticket sales i mean arena sales make up for what 30 40 percent of the revenue and you're telling me it doesn't matter basically you're telling fans tough i'm sorry deal with it but at the same time then ask them for your money ask them for their money 
and you actually had jokers out there that were actually defending this. You had some NBA fans arguing against their own position. Oh, no, but you got to understand, you got to make sure the players are out. And I'm like, hold on. Load management doesn't work. I've been one of the people that has been against load management for years. I thought it was a hoax. I listened to players like Paul George and all of these guys say it doesn't work. They were not noticing a decrease in injuries. If anything, they were noticing an increase because you're stopping and going and stopping and going. So how was the body going to build a callus? But nevertheless, these people were running around, twerking it up all over the place, hollering about the science, this pseudoscience that we now find out that, that we're now discovering was never a real thing. It does not work. That's the first part. The second part is this. This thing about there's a 65 game minimum and Stephen A. Smith brought up a lot of these. He brought up a lot of examples and Chris Mad Dog Russo towards the end of that, that clip brought it up where he was like, but all of these other players had to do, play under these same circumstances and they didn't have all of the amenities and luxuries that these guys have. So how do they do it and you can't do it? And this is one of the reasons I keep asking the question. If players are more advanced today, how come they can't even make it through a regular 60, uh, uh, 82 game season? But yet they're more advanced. So they, they were advanced up until the point when it comes to durability. I don't get it. It makes no sense. It makes no sense when you think about when you think about it on a logical level. But nevertheless, this is the line that these guys were trying to push. So to have them up here complaining, oh my God, you put it, yeah, hey, bro, hey, bro, hey. They're saying there got to be a minimum. You got to qualify for it. You meet it. If you don't meet it, tough. And if you guys were playing more games. And, the, and these NBA teams and these players want to abuse in the system, maybe we wouldn't find ourselves in a position that we find ourselves today. So to act like as if somebody did it to you, nobody did anything to these dudes. They did it to themselves. And then he mentioned the fact that Michael Jordan only uh, averaged about $4 million a year per annum on his salary, and he was playing. So what's you do's excuse? If Kobe and these guys were playing, what's your excuse? I don't get it. Especially in the more physical era. So what? to me, listen, I have zero sympathy. I'm not interested in hearing what these dudes are talking about. And that's just how I feel about it. One, I 100% agree with Stephen A. Smith. And I think he was 100% on the money. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Uh, yesterday... Uh, Stephen A. Smith was on ESPN First Take, and a clip was released from their uh, from their uh, YouTube channel, and it says Stephen A. Smith goes scorched earth on NBA players, and I'm like scorched earth. That's that's a hell of that's a hell of a that's a hell of a title, right? So I click on the video to see what he was talking about, and when I clicked on it, Stephen A. Smith was reacting. To some of the unrest out there from some of these NBA players about the new 65 game rule, right? Um, and some of them were expressing their displeasure with the rule. Now, let me quickly read what the rule is. I want to quickly read from The Athletic. It says, what is the 65 game minimum rule? Players this season must be on the floor for 20 minutes in at least 65 games to be eligible for regular season honors, including MVP, all NBA teams simply put, if a player misses 18 games, he is not eligible for those awards. There are uh, protections against season and injuries, 62 games, near misses in minutes, two games of at least 15 minutes and bad faith circumstances. Relatedly, 
NBA executive Joe Dumars said in October, in October's team general practice of resting players to prevent future injury and extend careers commonly known as low management is no longer supported by scientific data held by the league. Dumars said American professional basketball needed to work to reestablish a culture of players attempting to play in most of the 82 regular 82 regular season games before it was a given conclusion that the data showed that you had to rest players on uh, players a certain amount and that justified sitting them out dumar said we've gotten more data and it just doesn't show the resting sitting out guys correlates with lack of injuries or fatigue or anything like that so that's what the rule essentially stipulates so Stephen A. Smith was reacting to Halliburton's, like he was complaining about it, you know, talking about it's not my fault. And he's like, whatever makes the owners happy and all of this stuff, basically whining and complaining. Right. And then when it came time for Stephen A. Smith to address the issue. Boy, oh boy, did he address it. So for those of you who did not hear what he had to say, want to play exactly what Stephen A. Smith had to say in response to the 65 game rule. And then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Stephen A. Smith had to say here. Okay, well, blame some of your contemporaries because it's their fault. It's not the league's fault. What are you supposed to do? You're the National Basketball Association, and you have watched, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to call out. I'm not calling out every NBA player. I'm not talking about anybody who's had legitimate injuries. I'm talking about the fact that we're living in a day and age where you see people sitting out games to prevent injuries. They're not injured. They're preventing themselves from getting injured by sitting out games. They're perfectly fine to go to an arena and play. They show up to the arena. They're dressed. 18, 19,000 people are in the arena, and you elect. I'm not talking about when the team forces you to. I'm not talking about because those scenarios happen. But you elect to sit out. Oh, you're not feeling 100%. You're not necessarily ready to go, et cetera, et cetera. Let me throw this by you, dog, because I have my research to do some history here. Michael Jordan played in at least 78 games a season in 12 of his 15 seasons. Nine times he played all 82 games. John Stockton, 16 times all 82 games. Carl Malone, 10 times all 82 games. Michael Jordan, Gary Payton, nine times all 82 games. Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, five times. Kobe Bryant, Four times. Now let's go to load management in this load management area. And I understand that Kawhi Leonard has had some injuries. Kawhi Leonard has only played in at least 65 games in three of his 12 seasons. In three of his 12 seasons. Oh, by the way, doggy, through this season, he will have earned $276.5 million. I'm diamond folks out right now. We got Paul George. We know those are legitimate injuries with him because we've seen those injuries take place. It wasn't like Kawhi Leonard dropping 38 one game against Phoenix, and then the next day he ain't ready to go for some inexplicable reason when he walked off the court looking perfectly fine. Kevin Durant. We know Kevin Durant loves the game of basketball. Not throwing any shade at him, but just throwing out these numbers here. Played in at least 65 games in 10 of his first 12 seasons through the 2018 2019 season hasn't played in more than 55 games in a season since 2019 he will have earned 396.7 million dollars through this season okay I got Kyrie Irving can't forget him okay has only played in at least 65 games in four of his 12 seasons in the National Basketball Association we're bragging about Anthony Davis they're 0-3 with Anthony Davis this year out of the lineup he's only missed three games Congratulations. 
Here's the problem. You were averaging 28 missed games over the last four years, okay? And Anthony Davis, he's only topped 60 games in a season once in the last five years. He will have earned $266.6 million through this season, okay? Bradley Beal, another brother I love. Happy he's in Phoenix. What a contender. The brother can ball. We want to see his spectacular talent. He's played in at least 65 games in four of his first seven seasons through 2018-2019, including a pair of 82-game seasons, but hasn't played in more than 60 games in a season since 2019, okay? And this number's at $267.9 million. We hear people like Draymond Green and others talking about new media, new media, new media. Well, guess what? You got to steal remnants from old media in terms of telling the facts. And when it comes to talking about the facts, you have an abundance of players, not most, not all, but too many players who are marquee, who are the billboards, who are the star attractions that literally choose at their discretion to sit out games. We saw the other day, last year, remember I went ballistic, because Steve Kerr, the coach of the Golden State Warriors, decides to sit out four to five starters, including the Splash Brothers. How do you do that to an audience? You couldn't, you couldn't sparse it out? You couldn't, you couldn't take, give two guys a game off here, two guys a game off there? No regard for the audience whatsoever. We got nationally televised games popping up, and guys are choosing at their own volition. I'm not playing this game. I'm not going to sit out this game. So you know what? They came up with a strategy that's going to compel you to play in those games to ensure that you earn your damn money because the people who built this league for you, that's what they did. Michael Jordan couldn't have set out games. Michael Jordan couldn't have set Patrick Ewan couldn't have set out games. All of these people that's played in the NBA, the Kareems, the Wilts, everybody that helped build this game, they couldn't have set out these games, but they did. You know, they didn't do it. Why didn't they do it? Because it wasn't just about them. It was about the league and really propping up the league and making sure you live up to a standard that was set before you. They did it for the future generation of players. And, and, and some of these players, not most, not all, but some of them have basically gave the proverbial finger to the league, right. to the media, to the public. And the NBA said, damn that. You getting paid this money, generational money, generational money. Michael Jordan averaged $4 million in salary a year. He made his big-time money from Nike. He averaged $4 million. So when you look at guys, you signing for 200, 250. Jalen Brown just signed for 305 million. You know that means Tatum's gonna get 350 million, okay? Lord knows what Giannis is going to get or anybody else. You're talking about generational money, future generations for crying out loud. And all they're asking in return is that you show up to work. You show up to work. So you heard what he had to say. Personally, I 100% concur with Stephen A. Smith. I 100% concur with everything that he said. Every single point he made, I 100% concur with him. And some of this, you know, falls on players like Kawhi and all of these guys. He also mentioned uh, in the latter period in that clip, he mentioned Greg Popovich and all of that. Listen, these guys were totally abusing the system, number one. Teams were also showing that they had they, they, they had absolutely zero regard for the paying customer. And to me, that entire thing was unethical. 
how you can sell a product that's based on the, the, the assumption that these players are going to be available for games. And then fans walk through the turnstiles. They come to the games expecting to see X player just to see the guy sitting on the bench because he is resting. But meanwhile, you've collected my money. How is that ethical? How is that an ethical business practice? If you walk into a restaurant and you pay for a hamburger and they're like, we have hamburgers, you give them the money, you walk in and like, I'm sorry, we don't have any hamburgers. Uh, we only have French fries. And they're like, please, there's nothing we can tell you. You're going to have a problem. But nevertheless, this is what these guys try to normalize. They try to act like as if, oh, this is something normal when it's not. And there was just this callous approach towards the fans. And I didn't understand it, given the fact that NBA ticket sales, I mean, arena sales, make up for what, 30, 40% of the revenue. And you're telling me it doesn't matter. Basically, you're telling fans, tough. I'm sorry. Deal with it. But at the same time, then ask them for your money. Ask them for their money. And you actually had jokers out there that were actually defending this. You had some NBA fans arguing against their own position. Oh, no, but you got to you got to make sure the players are out. And I'm like, hold on. Load management doesn't work. I've been one of the people that has been against load management for years. I thought it was a hoax. I listened to players like Paul, George, and all of these guys say it doesn't work. They were not noticing a decrease in injuries. If anything, they were noticing an increase because you're stopping and going and stopping and going. So how was the body going to build a callus? But nevertheless, these people were running around, twerking it up all over the place, hollering about the science, this pseudoscience that we now find out that, that we're now discovering was never a real thing. It does not work. That's the first part. The second part is this. This thing about there's a 65 game minimum, and Stephen A. Smith brought up a lot of these. He brought up a lot of examples, and Chris Mad Dog Russo towards the end of that, that clip brought it up, where he was like, "But all of these other players had to do, play under these same circumstances, and they didn't have all of the amenities and luxuries that these guys have. So how do they do it, and you can't do it?" And this is one of the reasons I keep asking the question: If players are more advanced today, how come they can't even make it through a regular 60 uh, uh, 82 game season? But yet they're more advanced. So they, they were advanced up until the point when it comes to durability. I don't get it. It makes no sense. It makes no sense when you think about when you think about it on a logical level. But nevertheless, this is the line that these guys were trying to push. So to have them up here complaining, oh my God, you put it, yeah, hey, bruh, hey, bruh. Huh. They're saying they gotta be a minimum, you gotta qualify for it. You meet it. If you don't meet it, tough. And if you guys were playing more games. And, the, and these NBA teams and these players want to abuse in the system, maybe we wouldn't find ourselves in a position that we find ourselves today. So to act like as if somebody did it to you, nobody did anything to these dudes. They did it to themselves. And then he mentioned the fact that Michael Jordan only uh, averaged about $4 million a year per annum on his salary, and he was playing. So what's you do's excuse? If Kobe and these guys were playing, what's your excuse? I don't get it. Especially in the more physical era. So what? to me, listen, I have zero sympathy. I'm not interested in hearing what these dudes are talking about. And that's just how I feel about it. One, and I 100% agree with Stephen A. Smith. And I think he was 100% on the money. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.